Hey, it's Kelly O'Neill. I'm going to dive into the whole screen-free debate. I'd like to hear how you weigh in. Hi, this is Kelly O'Neill, and you're listening to Kelly O Says, a podcast for parent entrepreneurs. Parentpreneurs, I like to call us, a band of parents raising humans and building online businesses. And today I'm talking about the screen-free debate. Now, don't get me wrong. You know, I'm all for the mind your own motherhood movement. However, this I'm just telling you how I do things. And, you know, I would like to think that I've done something right. <laughs> I raised two great kids. Now, they're a little bit older now, and I'm not completely delusional to think that, especially my teenager, that she doesn't have, you know, her, her great affinity for Snapchat. But I'm just telling you how it was when they were little and how some of that, how I raised them when they were little influences what they do now. And I'm, I'm, I'm kind of proud of it. And I thought maybe I could tell you about it. So we, <laughs> we talk a lot when the girls were little, um, especially my oldest, who's now in grad school. Yikes. <laughs> she is. And I, I used to tell her that the TV didn't work when the sun was out. <laughs> she now reflects on that so fondly. She was pretty mad, I remember, when she learned. It was quite at a young age, though, that she learned that that wasn't true. But we lived in um, an apartment at the time. And, and we had some time, a lot of time together. I worked part-time and... So every evening we would take a walk at sunset. I do miss that now that she's in grad school. I miss those those nightly those nightly walks. But to kind of get her out from in front of the TV, I would tell her that you know TV just didn't work. Doesn't work till the till the sun goes down. It's hilarious when I think about it now. To kind of fill the time, we did a lot of other things. Luckily, both of my kids grew up. They love books. So they love books so much that the two of them have their own book Instagram together. It's fantastic. When she was little, well, both of them when they were little, I would just hand them a big stack of those little baby board books and she would go through all of them. And I've got pictures of her, not even a year, a year and a half old, probably not even a year old. See, they're going through the books. She just loved them. She loved to sit on my lap and have me read to her, or she would sit and and read to them while I tooled around the apartment. Later on, it was really funny. She used to put all of her teddy bears and, and teddy bears and baby dolls and in little I don't know stuffed anything basically. I remember she had this giant rack of stuffed animals and she would set them all up and she'd have school and she would read to them which is really kind of funny because this is probably age four or five and she now teaches at grad school so a little you know foreshadowing there you never know what they're going to be doing but it's really funny now now that I ask her about her students you know she's in her second year of grad school Uh, and a little brag she's a bioarchaeologist I think that is really cool she would spend a lot of time reading. I mean, my kids, I think at one time when we were paring down their books, 
when uh, my oldest went off to college at one point in time, we donated a hundred books. That was just in one setting to the local bookstore. Uh, It's called Indie Reads. It's a a nonprofit that teaches adults how to read. It's a literacy program. So you donate your books and they either give them or they sell them to make money for their organizations. Fantastic organization here in Indianapolis. It's called Indie Reads. So that just gives you kind of an idea of the library that we have in our house when every birthday, every Christmas, all the kids ever wanted are books. I'm looking right now at my daughter's quote unquote to be read file or stack. My youngest now, uh, she's the only one at home. <laughs> she's seven, almost 17. And I'm looking at her nightstand and it's just, there's just a gigantic stack of it. You know, we went on a summer-long RV trip. I still have yet to make that podcast. I really need to do that about how we did that. We were gone all summer, and I think she read 17 or 20 books, including the one on audio that she and I listened to together. So, obviously, my kids love books. It sort of is an innate characteristic. I'm sure of it. But I'd like to think that I had some sort of influence when they were little, I would just hand them a book. Whenever we went out to, to dinner or we were going on a walk, they had a little book in their stroller, in their backpack, in the diaper bag. Always had a book and maybe like crayons and, and paper. Now, we did have computers, right? We did have little tablets that they could have had other alternatives. It was just something that I wanted them to be able to have a conversation with me. I mean, it really was, we would talk about having um, princess manners, which now I probably wouldn't use that same term. I probably would use uh, something a little more gender nonspecific, but you know, hey, I was a young mom. But it really was kind of, I wanted them to have toys that didn't squeak, squawk, beep, talk to them, um, I mean, of course they did have those toys. I don't want you to think that I was some crazy, crazed mom that was anti-technology. But I worked on the computer all day long. So I wanted to make sure that they had something else, something different. So I was kind of into a lot of the hands-on. I'm not a crafty mom. I am not one of those people. I, I can do, you know, glue a couple popsicle sticks together and make some stick man. I mean, that is like seriously the extent of my creative ability. <laughs> I'm more strategy, tech, you know, that's it. And it's funny though, because now, even later, my kids have seen me, you know, I always wanted them to grow up and own their business. And hopefully they'll position themselves the way that is for them in their generation. But it's so funny that I work on a computer. My dad sort of worked on a computer. And when I say work on a computer, I mean like a desk job. Neither of my kids have any interest whatsoever. Of course, they have phones now and they have a different technology. And again, I mentioned that uh, my daughter's a, a, an archaeologist. So she works hands-on outside. She loves to be outside, which I love. My youngest at the moment, you never know what, how things will change. This is 2018, you never know. She wants to be a history something, history teacher, history, go and explore the world. I'm super, super excited about this. Just interesting how that, 
how that is. But I suppose my main point is you never know what you're going to do that will influence your kids. I tell this story and I'm sure my oldest daughter is going to kill me for telling this on such a, uh, such a platform. <laughs> she was about 18 months digging in the dirt. We were planting flowers and she was so excited because I think there was a rock under there or something was in the dirt. And she, this is a direct quote because I've told this story hundreds of times. Mommy, there's stuff down there. <laughs> so interesting that that has propelled her ever since she was fascinated with geology and fossils and anything that had to do with outside, underground, in the dirt. It's amazing. She started out as, um, you know, well, she branched out into anthropology and now she's a bioarchaeologist. I keep saying that because I just think it's so cool. But when she was younger, I always purchased books that my kids to kind of feed their interest. When my youngest was small, she was into marine biology. So it was all kinds of things about the dolphins and any sort of marine mammal. That was what she was interested in. And I suppose my point is if I had handed them a tablet or an iPad or sat them in front of the computer to sit and learn it really quickly, it just would have had a different effect. And I know that there's lots of, of studies that have come out since then about that kids are, are learn quicker and they retain it more if they're actually doing it. For example, we went to Williamsburg and she saw, that's a, a settlement here in, in the States, in the United States, where she actually saw real life um, archaeologists digging, she got to jump down into the the um, you know the area with them where they were to see the different layers of dirt. And I think that that had a huge impact. Yeah, she could have watched a YouTube video on it. It's just a different way, and this is my way of teaching my kids and the way I approached parenting. You may be different, and that's okay totally cool you know you be you but being screen free we put our phones down at dinner we have a conversation now that's not to say there weren't long stretches where we had dinner in front of the tv i'm not saying that i'm not i'm not saying that i'm perfect i'm not saying how you are doing things isn't you know isn't the right way it's just this is how we did it and i find it very interesting that there was sort of this movement where well, there's a period of time between or seven years between my two kids. And there was this sweet spot in between where people were pretty much, well, moms were pretty much saying amongst you know, each other that it's okay to, to have, to give kids a screen. It's no big deal. That was, I guess, when tablets and, and smaller or light, lighter weight iPads became the norm. And... It was sort of this what's good for my kid kind of thing, which is totally fine. And out of that became, it sort of morphed into this free rage parenting, which I'm telling you, I keep telling my people that I wanted to be that unschool, homeschool Montessori mom. I wanted to travel the world in, you know, a converted bus, school bus, <laughs> but that's just not the way my kids are. They are big academics. They are hardcore structure. And, you know, that's just the, 
where they thrived. I've worked from home. I've been able to work remotely my entire adult career. I think I had one office job where I actually had to clock in, thankfully. I could work from anywhere. And we went on lots of vacations and I worked. And we'll, I'll talk about that in another another podcast, I'm sure, is how I, I made that all work. Because that's what's crazy, right? My kids sort of, they liked school. So you know, everything, even though I had a flexible schedule, they liked being in school. They liked that sort of, which is really funny. Because I'm totally not, a, I'm scheduled when it comes to work. But everything else is sort of, fly by at the seat of my pen. I like the freedom of it. And they like the the uh, the routines. They still even go to bed. My my youngest now, which I can't even say she's my youngest. She's kind of old now. She's a junior in high school. <laughs> she still goes to bed at the same time. They're just like that. They have this inner drive that it's it's crazy. They're I look now. What can I say? Well, when they were little, I would also, while I was working, I had to find something for them to do. And of course, I still wanted to keep that sort of screen-free thing. You know, what can I, what can they do while my face is in the computer screen? Back then, I was really, who wasn't, wasn't as much client work. It was more technical. So it was, um, I was doing medical transcription back then. I had headphones on, right? So it was just weird. So th- what I did was, for my for my oldest, I had something called a busy box. And I tried to work when she was asleep or at school. So if I had to work when she was home, I had this little busy box. And in this box were toys and little, you know, age-appropriate things. Uh, the kind of markers that only mark on the paper. That was a fantastic invention, right? So if she went off the paper, it didn't color on the on the carpet. <laughs> Those little boxes of cards and crazy little toys that you find. There's, she had these little erasers that you'd find at the, the bookstore. I think they were a little Christian bookstore at the time. That's the only place we could find them. She called them sticky stacks. It was a cute little thing. They're those little erasers with different characters on them. I don't know if that's what she called them. They were it's adorable. But they, she could only play with that stuff if I was on the phone or working. So they weren't things that she had access to every day. So it was the strange colored Play-Doh or the different, the cool stickers that she liked, the little puffy stickers she was into. I know, crazy. My kids were tactile ones. As they grew older, I had this sort of art table in my office that was it sounded an L shape so I could still see them out of the corner of my eye and it was kid size so they were little table with the little bitty chairs <laughs> I, I got it actually from a daycare it was perfect I think I got it for like 20 bucks everything on that came off it was great I didn't have to worry about markers and paint so <laughs> what I did was I would put an old shower curtain liner underneath it and give her the give them the finger paints or the markers or the the glitter glue whatever it was and just let them play and then had some music playing while I was working that's what I did it worked for me later on they would sit under my desk at my feet (laughs) it was really funny (laughs) 
Or I would have some music playing and they would stand behind me when they were little. They were, they were small enough to stand in my chair behind me and I would, they would create these crazy hairdos. <laughs> and, but it's interesting that the creativity that comes out when they're not sitting in front of a screen. They learn ways to entertain themselves. And it really started at a young age because they, she just would sit in her room and play with her toys and play with her books. And that's how the creativity came about. I was lucky enough to be blessed with two children who they sort of are self-starters, self-motivators. They... It, it, oh, over the years we've you know they all have all, all kids have their different abilities and and different limitations and I don't want to give away too many things about my kids so they will kill me but <laughs> that's just the way they are they were they they thrive in the standardized testing environment so but they have different abilities and I talked to other moms with, whose kids have different you know different abilities than mine and we we share sort of the same some of the same problems and issues but when you're raising high ability kids you can't just put them in front of a screen you can't just hand them a book or hand them a box of crayons you have to have something and since my kids love structure I had to have something for them to do so it was a a packet that I ordered, who knows, off the internet or whatever, and she would put something together. It was a book of, I don't even know. See, I can't even think about it now. It's been too long. It's been, it's been a minute since I've done this. <laughs> but my point is, I couldn't just say, here, get stay busy. I had to give, they like to have something that challenged them that had a beginning and an end. And it usually gave me a half an hour or the 45 minutes or at the most an hour and a half little window that I could get something done. Of course, it's not an hour and a half at age three, right? I mean, I'm, you know, my, I'm sure my, my memory at this age isn't perfect. And should my kids ever listen to my podcast, they'll probably find this highly hilarious. But the busy box was probably my best thought of a little thing, a little group of toys to keep them busy so they wouldn't be sitting in front of a screen. Now, today we've moved, we've morphed from this free range parenting, you know, I want to be a free range parent, which I would have, you know, that's the way I grew up, to we don't care what people say about our screens to back to no screen. And I heard recently this, this very interesting idea that people have a digital deadline. So when the sun goes down, they don't pick up any screens, no phones, no tablets, no computer. Uh, they don't turn the TV on. So kind of the same idea. So maybe we all kind of figure it out on our own. So that's what I did with my kids for that screen free. Still today, we have times where just last weekend, my kid, you know, my kid, <laughs> my youngest at home curled up and read an entire book in one day because she had to begin her Sarah J. Moss series because the newest book came out. I think it's called, what is it called? Kingdom of Ash. So <laughs> she's a huge Sarah J. Moss fan. 
it, you know, it's interesting what propels them and what keeps their interest to move forward. So that's my opinion on the screen-free debate. I'd love to hear what you have to say. You can catch me on any social media at IndieKellyO and reach out and definitely grab a, a seat on my next webinar, my next free training for parentpreneurs, parent entrepreneurs at parentpreneur.co, parentpreneur.co. Catch you at the next podcast.